Hey, friends and listeners, Andrew here. So, between the time that we recorded this episode and the time we'll be releasing it, I think it's fair to say that things have changed quite a lot in the world. We now find ourselves in a time where we have to take a stand against police brutality, systemic racism, and a whole host of ills that have plagued our society for, frankly, hundreds of years. The things we do now will define us as people, as communities, and as a society for all future generations. So do the right thing. If you can march, march. If you can donate your time, your money, do it. Well, I certainly welcome you to take a break and laugh with us for the next hour and a half or so. When you're done, get out there. Get involved. Get mad. Get political. And above all, remember, Black Lives Matter. Without further ado, here's our show. as 5'7", hmm. and they've been measuring me for like five years. Hmm. They're like, we haven't cracked so. her height. <laughs> it's it's the greatest medical mystery It's a of mystery. All. It's like all those aliens that have to keep coming to Earth because they don't understand humans' anal canals. It's a, They're like, it's a we mystery. just don't know. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Categorical Oracle, the podcast where three librarians organize pop culture's junk drawer. I'm Andrew Crawford. With me are my fellow oracles. Mary Johnston. And... Kelly. Oh. <laughs> T- Kelly, tight-lipped, ha- <laughs> redacted last name. Um, anyway. What, what scandalous things have you Y'all been up to, me? Kelly, such that you don't want to share your last name? Where's the transparency, Kelly? <laughs> Go listen to the last episode, and you will find my last name. Well. Oh, now they're going fair. on quests? Oh, jeez. You're asking a lot of Yes, I'm sending Kelly. you on a quest. Yeah. I am trying to drive up our download numbers however I can. <laughs> there you go. Retroactively or proactively, whatever. Well, speaking of names, it's a very topical uh, lead into today's episode. So for, for context, ages ago, Kelly had this great idea <laughs> where we would each of us would take our name and find famous fictional versions and categorisms, categorisms, sort of a, you know, kind of a fun, not really non sequitur, but kind of like goofy, unrelated items list. And she did hers and then for ages, neither of us followed up, making Kelly look like a raging narcissist. <laughs> and I finally decided to be a real hero, a real noble, heroic person, <laughs> and come up yes. with my own list so that Kelly and I can be narcissists together, leaving Mary to be selfless and kind to the world. That's right. Um, so that's right. Today we're doing Famous Fictional Andrews. And boy, what a sparse collection of people for me. I feel like we you had some better options on your list, Kelly. But man, I don't know. I there's there's some good ones. Yours are like, just a little bit more esoteric. Yeah, they're they're all say. over the place. There is I, I did find out that you can just there are websites dedicated to telling you a list of famous yep. people with the name. Sure but is. most of them are just like total bullshit. And you're like this this person was on one episode of NYPD Blue in two thousand or in nineteen ninety one. And you're like Really? That's the only thing they did. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Yeah. So you, we, you and I can sympathize. We, you, you know the pain. Mary is going to be spoiled for choice. At least <laughs> all she's going to have is choices. It's true. 
Tyler if Moore. I, if I ever Mother decide to become as narcissistic as both <laughs> of you. Oh, and. if only. One day, one day. So before we begin, I want to, so one of the. I have self-esteem issues. No, no. Um, oh, You're talking about me, right? No, I'm talking about me. <laughs> this is, oh, is it all about I you? Need to get, mm. <laughs> I need to get to the point of self-acceptance where I can do a list like this. Fair. One day. We'll, we'll be there for you. Just t- follow our example and find a bunch of weird fake people who have names that on TV shows you've never watched or movies you haven't seen. Try to talk about them intelligently. We're going to see how that goes for me. I feel like I'm aware of at least I, uh, most of this list. I'd say I, I had a good grasp of like a third of these people. I had a good grasp of, I, I'd say more like three-fourths So you're like, me. why did I pick them? I don't know. They seem kind of funny to talk about. Um, before we begin, though, I want to read some quotes that I found from a website called babynamewizard.com. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I didn't question Did you bookmark I, that immediately? You're like very useful. I mean, like relevant I, to my interest. How am I going to forget that? It's maybe namewizard.com. Um, if you don't have a folder in your bookmarks called relevant to my interests, you're not doing I, it right. Here's the thing: all of my bookmarks are relevant to my interests. That's very funny to like especially <laughs> yeah. call out certain ones that are just. You're like this defies categorization except for the fact that it is relevant to just my interests. Good things. Uh, this is babynamewizards.com slash Andrew. That would be yeah, whatever. There, just that would be the most <laughs> hilarious. Wait a minute. Wait, hold it. Yeah. Didn't you have like a playlist that was like. Christmas music that slaps. Oh, it yeah. was exactly one Dude. thing in it, one one song, and it was bells, bells, bells yes. from the Star Wars Christmas album. Too fair though, too fair though. That, that that was not false advertising. Nope, it, That's a jam. I believe though I it was it. songs of plural. <laughs> You know and what? Maybe it was you just know Christmas what? mix, which also implies more <laughs> than one there's thing. No, there's no one. term for a playlist that's just one song. That's, it's called that's, a single. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christmas single that slaps. Christmas song, the playlist. Oh, uh, it's confusing because there's a song, Christmas song literally just called I know. the Christmas song. Oh, my song. God. Man. <laughs> Oof, they crazy. needed babynamewizards.com to get those creative <laughs> juices flowing. True. I did find that particular... So I, I ended up looking at a bunch of baby name sites just to inspire categories. Uh, babynamewizards.com is the best because there's an entire section simply titled Personal Experiences with the Name Andrew. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I found three quotes that I think really, really, like, so spoke to me. So, your name. Uh, first, <clears throat> Andrew and Warden are anagrams of each other. They contain the same letters. <laughs> That's not In a quote. personal experience. No. I mean, here's yeah. the thing. Who's, who are you to dictate that? <laughs> Somebody felt like sharing that as a personal experience. Somebody learned about anagrams and was like... I love. I gotta share that, this. Gotta share oh this to the gosh, world. Oh my gosh! Me too. And this is a, this one that really spoke to me. Uh, my husband's name is Andrew, but he's always gone by Andy. I don't, but you know, mm. um, I think it's a great name, though a bit popular. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh throwing shade. It's true. I think every Too third popular. boy in the mid '80s was named Andrew, so it's, she's not wrong. Or he, I don't know. It's it's. There were no names specified. These clues are totally human. What from a human? <laughs> human being, definitely real. Um, finally, I think the most profound here. I have a cousin named Andrew, and a friend named Andrew. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this. I should go and be like, I'm married to a man named Andrew. I think his name's a bit popular. Step though. at. Oh me. my god. I, I'm married to a man that is named Andrew, and I have a cousin named Andrew, and my nephew is named Andrew. Whoa. 
Well, you know, I went on a date with a guy named Andrew, and I was basically like, ooh, this can never work. <laughs> I think I told you that was Skelly? absurd. I you... appreciate your, your well, responsibility. Well, my brother-in-law's name is Andrew, too. Uh, when he weird. goes by Andy. He goes yeah, by right. Andy. And also, wasn't that the guy who goes by Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> it all yeah, worked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're starting with um, Topper List Highbrow, High Class, from one of my favorite um, Shakespeare plays, Twelfth Night. Uh, Sir Andrew, I cannot remember the pronunciation, Agashik? Uh, yeah, sure. Agashik? That yeah. sounds good to me. Sure. sure. What happens in Twelfth Night? Well, um, Twelfth Night is one of the uh, comedies, and it, like a lot of his comedies, there's sort of goofy exchanges of identity and gender. Um, in this particular case, two uh, twins, Viola and Sebastian, are shipwrecked on an island whose name escapes me. Ugh. Um, Ilaria, I think it is, maybe, or something. It's shipwrecked on an island. That sounds right. Um... Uh, I remember that from the Amanda Bynes vehicle. She's the man. <laughs> there you go. Rather than the mm-hmm. than the play, <laughs> which I believe yeah. that this that is a that is a uh, uh, an homage to. to yes, that's yeah. an adaptation. <laughs> yeah, um, it's an adaptation. <laughs> so um, Viola and Sebastian. Uh, Viola uh, is disguised as a companion named Cesario, who runs off into the island to do something, which is also I, one of my favorite plays. I don't remember anything about it. Um, it goes off basically. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay. Get this. Lay it on me. Drop some hot Shakespeare. Okay. So Viola and Sebastian are shipwrecked and separated. They Mm -hmm. think each other is dead. Mm -hmm. So Viola is like, I'm a lady and this is the past. I (laughs) need to pretend (laughs) to be a man so that I do not get raped and killed. Yeah. (laughs) So she dresses as a man. And then she sees, what does her eye spy, but a, but a handsome hunk named Orsino. Mm -hmm. And so she just, and, but Orsino is a big fan of this other lady that Viola's kind of friends with. Mm. So she's like, listen, Orsino, I will help you woo that lady mm-hmm. in exchange for you basically letting me like hang out with you it's, and live with you. This is Countess and... Olivia, correct? Yes, correct. Yes. And mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where he thinks that she's a man, a.k.a. she's the man. Mm-hmm. But oh. actually, actually, she's massaging him into the man of her dreams. And then there's a couple other, like, this guy likes that one, and at the end, everyone ends up with who they're supposed to. This is the, uh, this is the play. Sebastian shows yeah, up. Sebastian, Sebastian shows up. Sebastian shows up, and also, but the, and apparently these twins are so, like, f- identical that people keep confusing them for each other, which is hilarious. Laughs abound. There's actually a very, very good, um, I think it's National Theater production from, from London that was produced and sent out, like, broadcast, like, you can probably watch a recording of it, that I would point to anybody who wanted to get into Shakespeare but was a little bit intimidated by it because it's very funny, it's very relatable, and it's actually deeply emotional in ways that most productions are not. Um, Check it out. Uh, This is also a play from which the quote, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them, uh, came from. Who is Sir Andrew Agashik? A minor character <laughs> in the play. Uh, basically, he is the sort of rich, bumbling twits who's been manipulated by the primary comic relief, Sir Toby Belch, uh, into, I think, paying for his lifestyle and um, just going a, going on japes, having a good time, cavorting with the island and getting taken advantage of. So is he the best character? No, but his role was has been favored by a number of iconic Shakespearean actors, including Alec Guinness, Christopher Plummer, uh, Paul Schofield, and Roger Rees. Or Rees? Rees? I don't know. Um, so yeah, Andrew Agashik, a rich dope. He's the <laughs> type of 
old fool in Shakespeare that is skinny as opposed to fat. Mm, yeah, yeah. Who's being led around by an obese man. Uh, yes. In this case, not Falstaff, but no. Belch. Yeah. So. Not, Belch is not nearly as as kindly dealt with as Falstaff. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Basically, yeah, because the queen was not obsessed with him. Yeah. Like she was obsessed with Falstaff. Can you imagine? It's funny to think about Shakespeare in that way where it'd be like, it'd be like now if you're just like, I like that really funny guy. Put that funny guy back in your play. <laughs> hey, maybe another play. <laughs> Mr. Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen. I, that is one of my favorite Shakespeare facts. I never really considered it that way. It's like someone just like, hey, look, I know you're like a big deal or whatever. Put him in a play. He's my favorite. Just like. <laughs> he and, makes me and then, chuckle. And then we got Mary Wives of Windsor. You know what? It's like uh, th- two kind of three plays he's in. One time. Right. One of and which the, and if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have Chimes at Midnight. Really. And without Chimes at Midnight. I think the listener is like. We should make more media based on what royal people like character-wise. That's it. I want to say that I don't know anybody who knows as much about Shakespeare as you both oh, do. Oh. <laughs> we go to a Shakespeare festival also, every year. I, I know you do, but I like. I'm like, uh huh. Yes, these things. Yes, um, sure. F- <laughs> have you have you seen any of the uh, Prince Hal uh, Shakespeare's with Falstaff? No, Falstaff is. The king of fat fools. Oh yeah, in Shakespeare, he like, is one of the best characters. Like he's like, one of the best Shakespearean characters, and Queen Elizabeth loved him and was like, put him in more plays, and that's why he appears in like four different plays. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of which has a yes. corpse. Okay, though, so one of which she's dead. Yeah, well, which yeah. feels like a little bit of a cheat. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So that's and that's uh that's mostly facts around Sir Andrew Agassiz, and also from other plays that aren't Twelfth Nights um, and movies. That's just kind of where he fits in this. Um, you're going to see a recurring theme here. Some of these characters are just sort of like there, which led to my category. I should preface by saying all my categories are very bad plays on word involving the name Andrew. Um, for, for, we're starting off with uh, Andy's here too. <laughs> oh. That is that, yeah. that's, that's one of the better ones. <laughs> Get ready. Still in for a fun time. Andrew told me he was doing this, and I was like, how is that possible? <laughs> Answer, poorly. <laughs> but poorly, but with conviction. Um, so well, this, that. I'm gonna, that leads me beautifully into my category, which is a, a, based on one of a category that you did for our snakes list. Oh. The... Um, the, what's the, what's the word I want to use for this? I have no idea. I, the perplexing category, no. Smokey and the No-Armed Bandit. <laughs> Unarmed Bandit. Unarmed sorry. Bandit. <laughs> that no one could, that no one knew what it meant, even me, even though I came up with it. <laughs> it was quite, it, it felt uh, God-ordained. These have been trying times, and I'm, I apologize for getting... One category came up with the night before we record the episode. I'm sorry, I couldn't remember one thing for less than 24 hours. <laughs> like less than 12, realistically, too. It was, even, it was really bad. Um, uh, so I focused on... I totally forgot about that. So I focused on the fact that this is a character whose entire purpose in the play is to be pretty dumb and just get beat up on and the more beat down he gets the more we laugh that's the whole purpose of him but he has like this sad moment at the end the last thing so at the very end of the play all all is right all the people that are supposed to go with each other are on stage and they're all getting married 
and uh, Sir Andrew kind of has like is like you know unmasked as a fool because he's been used in the <laughs> you know in these various schemes and japes, and I think that he's I think a lot of his money is taken away from him, and. He before he leaves the stage, he says sadly to these couples that are all young. He's an old man, all young in their prime, getting married. That he says, "I was adored once too." Before he leaves, it's like a weird like oh, moment yeah. of like that's, that's like a thing in this grace. play too. Because yeah. even Malvolio, the other one of the other fools, says something very bitter. Yeah. Lives, which, which in the uh, National Theater production is is like devastating, devastating to watch. and magnified. Oh, man. Spoilers: the thing that's great about this is that the Malvolio is played by a woman in Malvolia, and it becomes this fantastic story about sort of queer awakening and, and deep emotions. It's and very it's cool. this character that's usually sort of throwaway is given like a deep life. Well, Malvolio is always a showstopper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. usually, it's more like it's because you hate them. It's more like just because. He's an idiot. Yeah, like no, no. like we enjoy. He is sort of like Sir Andrew in this yeah. way. He is rarely given a sad moment. Usually, you're like, "Woohoo, Mavolio, yeah, yeah. yeah, get yeah, yours!" Yeah. Um, but in that play, they they like finish up. And better. it's just I can't recommend it yeah. enough. It's so good. So after literally thirty minutes of trying to come up with some sort of pun that worked in um, the lyrics from Tears of a Clown, <laughs> or I started a joke that started the whole world crying. <laughs> I just decided that I was going to call back on my old friend Smokey and the No Armed Bandit and instead call this Smokey, parenthetical, Robinson and the Brothers Gibb Bandits. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's, that might be the most categorical oracle meta category there you go. we've ever come up with. <laughs> well, you, it, it, collectively, we, you did the work, though. So There you go. I mean, Smokey, from Smokey my, Robinson, what are you going to do? Unarmed Bandits. Yeah. Boom. Uh, I should realize now I should have made a Brothers Grimm joke, but that's <laughs> This is when I say, uh, this is the first and only time I will do it, I promise. I stole this category from TV tropes. <laughs> uh, you found a use for TV tropes? <laughs> I know. Th- they're going to be is, thrilled. Yeah, man, Kelly, you should email tell them. them. Tell yeah. the world. <laughs> they're going to be so happy. <laughs> uh, this man is a kind-hearted, simple <laughs> That's what he yeah. is. He's yeah. just like, yeah. we're just here just making fun of him because he's real dumb. Yeah. But he seems nice. I mean, hundreds of years later, we're still making fun of him because he seems dumb. I bet the queen loved making oh my fun God. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm biased towards Mary because, I mean, I'm uh, my DNA yeah, is Mary's in Mary's going to get it. What are you talk- even talking about? and the Brothers Grimm bandits. Yeah, no armed bandits. Um, I still love the idea of referring to snakes as no armed <laughs> Those armless freaks. It's not it's untrue, just... but they never had them to begin with. So, what do you it's still very phallic? What do you think is more prime, legs or arms? I think legs. Oh, what is more prime? Right? Like, do you think? Like, oh. I can think of animals that have legs but not arms. I can't really think of many animals that have arms but not legs. Uh, I think like don't aren't like those sort of primordial looking mud skipper critters that like kind of reflect the. I, I'm going to counter you with birds. <laughs> Who have basically the fanciest <laughs> arms in the animal kingdom? They have wings and feet. Yeah, and the, fan, the fanciest arms. Fancy arms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Octopi. Shit. No, you can't, octopi you can't drop an octopus card. That's great. That's that's too wait, much bias do, in wait, favor wait, wait, of wait, legs. Wait. Quick poll. I think that octopuses have legs. Do you think they have arms? I think they have arms. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I think you're wrong, Mary, because they grab things. Can you grab things with your legs? I can grab things with my feet, which are attached to my legs. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know if you yeah. can even. I don't. I don't know if we're thinking in this right the right paradigm here because octopi they just have like okay. pods. Or... When I type in octopus into Google and I type in octopus how the first thing that comes is how many legs. You get that? Uh, was it? Um... Oh, was that the song from Octopussy? Oh, that would have been a great joke if I nailed it. Uh, that song that is not called Octopussy because no, no. they're because they're cowards. Yeah. Oh, in you the know past. who also is cowards? Wikipedia. They just say an eight-limbed. Oh, boo. 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 boo! You're not getting my dollar and boo. sixty cents this year, Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> boo. Um, well, that's I, a that's an interesting question. I don't know. It's a debate for another day, I think, ladies, because we're going to move on to number two on our list. Andy Davis from Toy Story. Kind of the reason for the season, but also not really that. Oh, oh, I got married. Just gave me a look that just seemed like I'd stabbed her in the leg. What are your thoughts? Guys, octopuses have both. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are technically more right because they have more arms than they have legs. Octopuses have six <laughs> arms and two legs. What's the What's the difference? I think it's position on their bodies. Octopus' eight tentacles divide up into six arms and two legs, a study published by a chain of commercial aquariums say on Thursday. Oh, so somebody, somebody paid for that. That's, that's, that's Helped big, by big, over big 2,000 obs- observations <laughs> by visitors, teams of aquatic specialists, showing the creatures seem to favor their first three pairs of tentacles for grabbing and using objects. Making them arms. That Whereas, study was published by Big Leg. I'm big, calling it now. No, Big Arm. <laughs> big Arm. And then, Popeye the and then pirate. They use their, Popeye the sailor man. And then they use their. This study. Then they use their legs to move around with more. Mm, okay. So okay. Mm, they have both. Mm. We everyone gets to be right. That's great. Mm, okay, okay. Okay. Everybody's right. That's great. Yeah, but yeah. if I were to describe a octopus, I would say it was eight-legged, and you guys would say eight-armed. I know you don't like spiders, Mary, but let me ask you a question. Arms legs. or legs? Legs? Okay, cool. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, spiders are definitely. They're not question. But they can't grab shit. Yeah. Well, they well, can't because they have sticky claws or... I mean, they can, like, climb up. No. Mm, okay. I, I don't necessarily... Because, okay. Because, like, monkey feet can <laughs> yeah. grab things, but they definitely are attached to legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? How did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We are two in this list. We are actually one down and we're already distracted. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't going to help because Andy Davis is just like a Andy Davis is just like a dude whose toys come to life. He doesn't really like. Technically, everybody's toys come to life. In true, that true, true. Which makes me even less impressive. Yeah, he's not even special. I, you know, I put him on the list, yeah. and it was just like, oh, everyone loves Andy Davis. And I was, I thought, started thinking no, to myself, no, but like, do I? Know, do I? Love do him? I love Andy Davis? <laughs> do I don't love Andy Davis, but you know who really loves Andy Davis? All of his GD toys. Oh my god, they are obsessed <laughs> with him. They don't have a lot of other. The only kid they see is Sid. And no, they see all of Andy's friends, but they still oh, are yeah, obsessed yeah. with Andy. It's like, it's like when kids. When you know kids who have moms or dads that kind of suck, and you're like, one of these days you're going to find a kid. <laughs> one of these days, but yeah. these toys never do. They love Andy like no matter what. It's a creepy, off-putting sort of dom-sub thing going on yes. there. Yes. He is the yeah. most popular human in that world, and he does not deserve it because he's just fine. He's, a, he's not a bad guy as far as I can tell. Yeah. I don't, But I have no idea. Yeah. I, all I know is that he like... Likes cowboys. That's checking his favor, kind of. He's fickle, though. Yeah, fickle, fickle. He was gonna yeah. let. He was gonna give away all of those toys except for Woody. No. That's that's it's, weird. It's a bit weird. But Woody is worth a oh, fortune, apparently. 
I say as I have like a thing of Polly Pockets in my back hallway right oh, now. Yeah. You don't have yeah. all your Polly Pockets. I don't think it's that weird to like give away like your less favorite toys and keep yeah. your favorite. All of my Ninja Turtles are actually in the room next to where we're recording right now. So. Are they? Or are they running around having adventures without us? Uh, I mean, I'm not looking at them right now, so I'm assuming. <laughs> and what are they running around like... on? Legs. Case closed. Uh, well, mm, what are my turtles I... have legs. But what about, what about that nightmare legs. mosquito thing that you hate so much? Legs, still. All legs. No, actually, I think he has arms. I yeah. can grab him. I don't know. No? Thank okay. you. Yeah. Okay. I don't like him. Um, I can grab him. <laughs> all insects only have legs. Sorry. All That's what? how it is. Insects just have legs. Mm, interesting. No insects all have arms. Praying mantises have arms. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. You don't pray with feet, Except Kelly. I know that rule. you're a Protestant, <laughs> yeah. but you don't pray with feet. <laughs> I'm a Lutheran, thank you. <laughs> uh, ultimate Protestant. What are you uh, talking about? Potato per pro- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Potato, tomato, Eucharist, and uh, yeah. wine. That's a, that's a body you of don't pray with this. I'm standing, with, I'm standing by that statement. I bet, I bet Andy Davis does. <laughs> I bet his toys pray with their feet. I bet, if, that is I bet Andy if Andy Davis. Davis told him they had to pray to him with their feet, they would, because they're just a bunch of sheeple. Um, Especially the and that's why Bo yeah, Peep exactly. left. <laughs> yeah, beat me to it. Beat me to it. Bo Peep was like, "Dope." <laughs> um, actually, she was cruelly rejected, and then oh my god, I identified Andy Davis as certainly the reason for the season. Mm-hmm, yeah. If he did not have toys, we wouldn't have Toy Story. We wouldn't know their stories of his toys. Yeah. He is the point. But he's boring and always yeah. a letdown. Like, he's not the best parts, yeah. which leads me to this category, which I think might be controversial. But I think if you search your hearts, you'll know it's true. He is a Drag Race grand finale, a.k.a. the last episode of a Drag Race season, in human form. They are always a letdown. <laughs> always bad. Every episode that comes before them is better. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's that's very... Yeah. Much like this list, that's a delightful non sequitur. Thank you. Um... I hate doing this. I don't think I've ever watched the last episode of Drag Race because I hate them. Oh yeah, gosh. usually I don't watch the season finale. It, they're boring. And I just... Mm, they're boring. It's like... <clears throat> like, And even the episode before that is also like... That's like second worst. So that's just like Rue being like, sing my songs. It's no, it's no Bake Off. I think we can all agree. Where you do care we, about the finale. I, that's... We should go back and watch. So really true. Prob Milwaukee <laughs> Queen one. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. We should watch. F- fair enough. I do kind of feel like no matter what the competition is, fair enough. I just closed my eyes. Um, the, I do think that the fi- finale of any ensemble competition show is always a little disappointing because mm, actually yeah. what's fun, it becomes progressively less and less fun the less people that are there. You want to see more stuff. And, they, and you know that that's true because they always try to do something really goofy. The other show I thought about instead of Drag Race is Face Off. Face-off oh, yeah. finales are terrible. A bit more esoteric, though. But yeah. but the 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 water holds. Terrible. The water holds. Is that a statement? The, the, wa- the water stands. What? I mean, it is now. Am I? That holds water is what you're am trying I okay? to say. I, I don't, don't think so. I don't know if I am. How I'm are too bored by it. <laughs> How are your legs? How locked, many legs do you have? Locked in prayer. <laughs> <laughs> right behind his, his bath <laughs> ring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um... Because that's how you'd have to pray yeah. <laughs> behind your back. Oh, cool. oh, yeah. Well, I mean, unless you get really flexible. No, you could you could do like a lotus pose, crisscross applesauce, but like you know, put your feet together. Your feet. I feel like when you pray, you have your hands have to be pointing up. I mean, lie on your back. If feet you up. can do a lotus pose with your with your feet pointing up, <laughs> if I'm laying down. I, 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 I pray with my legs in the air. 
Wow. <laughs> um, so Andy Davis <laughs> from Story Story. I did my category. I, know, I, I know. kept us on track. I'm trying. <laughs> you kept us on track and then immediately jumped off of the track and I love Wait, it. Wait, no, that's my category. Yeah, okay, very, very A right. drag race, grand finale, in human form. That's my category. <laughs> right. Perfect. Um, it's I a w- long one, but it's my category. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, I, for this, I hate, I hate doing doubles in a row, but I also went with Andy's, and he's here too. Andy's here. And he's here, here too. And he's here, Andy here too. Oh, funny. That's, that's, to put it. That's, a, that's a good one. See, so, yeah, that's that's the joke. Yeah, it's, that's a good one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we watched Andy grow up from a child to an, a, a kind of adult who went to college. Uh, so I have a question to mm-hmm. ask you guys. How do you know when a pun is mature? I don't know. They're fully grown. He's fully grown. A pun is mature. G R O N. <laughs> Kelly, you have to. You have to <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 oh, that hit me. That hit me. That hit me right, right in the fucking that's, bone. That's pretty funny. That's Delayed funny. fuse, but man, it popped. Love it. It popped. Jesus, am I just like? Am I brilliantly making up phrases, or am I just like losing my mind? Is 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 being quarantined for this long just making me in you're my doing, own language? You're doing great. You're doing great. It's I think like it's a, Kelly. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you were like, I think Kelly is the one who's, who's not doing well right now. I'm like, rude. Say take. Wow. I'm just so no, my only take is about Rally's fries this time. What was last time? But it's also it's, it's all the times. same day. Well, it's, I thought your hot take this episode was RuPaul's <laughs> no, was just, That's my hot take also, but I think everyone agrees with me, actually, secretly. So I don't think it's that hot. It's my, 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 my warm take. Smoldering take. Uh, next on our list, um, Andy Dufresne. For the Shawshank Redemption, a movie I've never seen. Really? Yeah. Have yeah. you never turned on television? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. I mean, I've I've turned away from it. Yeah. Yes. What, what, turned away from television. Like, no. <laughs> it's because you had to put your feet up in prayer. I I I'm actually more of the era where the movie <laughs> Beastmaster was always on TBS, not Shawshank Redemption. HBO. Oh, Beastmaster's on. Oh. Is it? Hey, Beastmaster's on. Hey, Beastmaster's yeah. on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, the O, but the O is a little. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, with capital H. Nice, nice, See, nice, nice. you know. It's like DTF, down to have fun. Uh, my favorite jokes I made up. Um, <laughs> so, Andy, from, man, I, this is an intense story. I had no idea from the like five-second intervals oh I've seen flooding through channels. You've never seen Shawshank no. Redemption? Am I the only person here who's seen Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. Yes. I mean, do you really think that I've seen it? Although, <laughs> proud li- librarian, kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, well, it's in... He didn't make a library. He didn't, I don't know if he has an MLIS. He's not a librarian, though. He's more like he's like he's like uh, Joseph Carney. <laughs> like uh, he. he... Oh, so, so we're we're gatekeeping prison librarians now. He's not a librarian. <laughs> it's true. He does true. not manage prison librarian. He does not manage the library. He just like is like we should get some books in here. He, he was a wrongfully accused vice president of a bank. Yeah, he's a tax dude who did a bunch of finance crimes in prison and went to Mexico. No, did a bunch of crimes. He did a bunch of crimes on behalf of other people. He helped other people crime. And then he stole that crime money. And then he stole the crime money. And then he did the time in Mexico he with his time- best friend, Red. Yeah, he did the time and the crime. Also, he crawled through a shit pipe. But he didn't do the initial crime. No, no, no. That's, he didn't that's do the murder crime. Very clear. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't even think about it. Yeah. And his wife, even if he did do the crime, his wife cheated on him, so. So she should die? <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> if you've never seen Shawshank Redemption, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I read. The... Side note. You've read Shawshank no, Redemption? No, I read the Wikipedia, the wiki page. Side note. This episode taught me finally that there is a wiki for everything. Oh, yeah. Every single piece <laughs> of information on this list for every character came from a dedicated wiki source. I don't think you guys even can media. begin to understand how treacly the scene is where he plays the opera over the the like speaker system in the prison and then gets thrown in the hole for oh. it because he's exposing <laughs> these people to art. It's very that. <laughs> oh, wow. It's very that. That's that's what this movie's about. It's about like how Andy Dufresne is like the coolest dude in the world and like <laughs> terrible things keep happening to him, but he's still gonna be okay. I'm not saying that Stephen King writes schlock. <laughs> but I am saying he was born in 1947. You're saying he writes shit? No. That's no. what Andy Dufresne has to crawl through. Oh. My favorite part of this was that, um, of, the, of the Wikipedia, the wiki page that I read, not the movie because I've never seen the movie, uh, is that apparently after he escapes, he uh, receives money from various banks somehow. Again, I don't know the details. Um, that he that he earned through his forced illicit activities. But then he sends the evidence of these crimes to the Daily Bugle, which, if you recall, which, if you recall, is a newspaper from uh, Spider-Man. So Spider-Man and Andrew Dufresne exist in the same fictional universe. That's so uh, you love that idea that they're in the same universe. The Shawshank Spider-Man shared universe. Why not? Spider-Man Redemption. <laughs> Spider-Shank Redemption. Well. <laughs> Yes, but probably uh, they don't exist in the same... They're probably not alive at the same time. No, no. I, I, well, I mean, I don't know how long Andy Dufresne lived, but... Um, maybe, maybe. I, also, time so. works weird in Spider-Man. He's uh, like 100 years older than Virginia. That's right. That's that's true. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I, I think I don't have evidence beyond that, but I take that as enough evidence for me personally to believe that Spider-Man is real inside. The sh- will, will become real at a later point in the universe of the Shawshank Redemption. The man who will become the Spider-Man. Maybe a child during this time of the movie, but he will eventually become Spider-Man. Shawshank Redemption, Spider-Man, crossover. <laughs> who knew? Mm-hmm. Nobody but me. There you You're go. welcome. There you go. I didn't know. But I'd seen it, but you still don't really know because you've never watched it. No, I, I probably And won't. you've never watched it on TV with commercials, which makes it like a five-hour enterprise. Also, didn't they like put it on like <laughs> loop? It was like Christmas. I feel like that was a thing. I, when when we got like the TV guide in the newspaper when I was a child, I remember seeing like Shawshank Redemption all day long. That might be making that up. Did they just like fill it in there? Well, no, because they have to show you where it breaks. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like Shawshank, 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 Shawshank. Is it Shawshank? Shawshank in it? Shawshank is one of those movies that everybody has like a couple of movies that this that ha- they have it. Lots of people have Shawshank as the thing where it's like if it's on TV, I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Is the is the Shawshank a weapon that Annie made in prison? Shawshank's the prison. It is the weapon of the mind. Whoa. It imprisons, and he's getting it doesn't it just imprison his body, it imprisons his, tries to imprison his soul, but it can't because Andy Dufresne is too awesome. But also, the building poops him out eventually. Technically. Mm, Technically, that's what happens. He sort of, like, forces himself. He, like, he hmm. like uh, laxatizes himself out of the prison, <laughs> I would say. Fair enough. And then contacts J. Jonah Jameson of the Daily Bugle. So my category for this, because Andy Dufresne just really, like, gets things done, is can Drew... Attitude. Oh, that's that's really yeah! really ah, good ah, actually. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, guys. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm, I'm surprised that you're able to pull it off as well as you are. I mean, clumsily, yes. Uh, I called this too clever by half. Too smart for his own good. Oh, oh yeah, he mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys know what I mean when I'm saying that Stephen King is born in 1947? He's old. <laughs> He's a baby boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> My category is remove real excellent men outlast overwhelming bullshit and it's boomer backwards. This is a oh, movie ah, for it. damn it for boomers. <laughs> That's what this character is. That's what this movie is. And also, uh, there's a little joke about him crawling out through that shit pipe. You may, I respect your Candrew attitude. <laughs> Thank you. Remove. Also, remove is fun to say. Yeah. I think you you cleared us out of there with I that. I think Mary yeah. gets it on yeah. this one. Yeah. This is the category that I worked the hardest at. And it shows. This is also category it is very I worked difficult. the least hard on. It's very so. difficult to make an acronym, it turns out. <laughs> but now that you've started, and you started. And once I pop, yeah. I just can't stop. Yeah. Um, next on our list, Drew Torres from Degrassi, The Next Generation. Whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. I know I can make it through. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Drake. Um, it's right to not sing that. That'd be funny if he did. He, he missed opportunity. Yeah. We didn't know he was Drake yet. No, well, he was Drake, but he was just Drake the actor, not Drake the musician. He was just a duckling. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good joke. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good Thank one. you. Um, so, Drew Torres, um, <laughs> he is a... This is not Degrassi OG. This is no, not No, no, no. This is Degrassi gen. from, like, the Oddies. This, this is yeah. new Jack Degrassi. Yes. This is the third iteration of Degrassi? Or is it second? third or fourth? Because Next Generation was on when I was a kid, like, okay. in okay. the, like, late 90s, I believe this is, like, the 2006, August. 7 era, or maybe? maybe no, mm. no, this is, like, 2010s. Okay, okay. It's a, it's a teeny. It's a teeny Degrassi. It's a teeny, yeah. Um, it's a so teeny. Drew isn't the smartest, but he likes sports. Sports ball. And he's great at... <laughs> Mixed martial arts. Which is unfortunate because it means he's real Obviously. concussed and has PTSD. Also, he has a habit of abandoning others. Yeah. No, this is my favorite quote from his Wikipedia. Initially, he comes off as a stereotypical popular <clears throat> pretty boy athlete. Later on, he becomes more compassionate. He still has a habit of abandoning others in the moment <laughs> things become difficult for him. <laughs> well, bud, what is, does it make you compassionate? Um, <laughs> this guy is not as important as his brother. Which drew some ire from the fan base. So drew some. <laughs> You're doing it too. Um, Adam Torres was celebrated as like a really well-rounded, like focused on like good representation of a trans male teen. Hmm. And then in like one of the seasons, they were just like, Meh, and they just killed him off in a car accident. Oh Jesus! And people Jesus were just like, Christ. what? What? Uh. Why? Why? I'm just, I'm really, you know what I'm looking forward to in like decades from now? What our children's generation think about media from this time? Oh, it's how funny. Horrified. Oh. I'm horrified now. It's only been like less than a decade. It's Who's just, our Archie Bunker? I, oh, I actually already know. Uh, it's it's Michael Scott from The Office. Oh. <laughs> People are going to be no, horrified. Yeah. yeah. I'm horrified yeah. to some degree. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's just to be fair anytime any single man puts that he's looking for the Pam <laughs> to his uh, Jim whatever 
uh, Jim, I'm have like... Have you not seen The Office, Kelly? Have you seen that show? Because that's not, not great. really no, what no, I no. want. It means he's a sociopath. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you're a terrible bully? Great. <laughs> cool. And you want to bully me into dating? Over the course, great. slowly over the course yeah, of years. Yeah, you want to slowly wear me down? And then I believe, didn't, isn't there like an implication they had an affair in the last season of that show too? Some they crazy were, like that? No, that was like in the plans and then they were, they scuttled oh, it. Cowards. Make Jim, make Jim cheat on Pam, you cowards. <laughs> they were supposed to get a divorce. Wouldn't that have just been a fascinating character or kind of sick up? It would have. Um, so when, when was the first time you guys encountered Degrassi? And what was the context? When it was on the, I'm trying to remember what it was actually called. It was on the N, which was like for teenagers. Noggin. For, noggin for the Noggin <laughs> Network. Nice. I first encountered Degrassi in school as a part of a regularly scheduled viewing period in my middle school. <laughs> That's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but it was also the '80s yeah. Degrassi, so it's even cooler. Actually, even cooler. What are you talking about? I to this day Snake and Spike. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. No, it, it's 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 one of those things like. It was, I think, it was homeroom or some time in which I was in the class of my um, very sarcastic, cynical science teacher. It was great to watch because this is about the point in my life where I was trying to get sarcastic too, and like just watching this this like guy who's probably like a piece of shit. I'm very like what an ass. Yeah. Just say like sarcastic shit. I was like, adults can be like cool and like funny. It was a weird experience to watch Degrassi in that context. It didn't. I wouldn't say that it soured me on it, but I was, I think, perhaps the most alarmed of any people when I found out that it was still a show. Because, like, that thing that I had to watch in, like, like public television uh, in my, my science class because <laughs> I went to school what in Kentucky. On earth, what on earth <laughs> did you make fun of? This this wonderful show where everyone had, like, at least six different major issues <laughs> and were all Canadian. How the on earth would thing, you find that funny? The only thing that I found funny was uh, when uh, was his name, the main, like, cool kid, uh, was his name Joey? Jimmy? Oh, Joey, yeah. Joey uh, sold vitamin pills as drugs. And a bunch of like nerd kids were the ones who bought them. We're getting high on vitamin D. Yeah, that was that's all I remember from watching it in school. Vitamin D, these nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Vitamin D. Yeah, Drew Torres. Oh, he was. Yeah, I should also. I wrote down the people who played all these roles. Um, I should have not been saying. Uh, Tim Robbins is Andy Dufresne. Luke Billick, I believe, was Drew Torres. Now we're caught up. Um, What are your categories? Well, that changes everything. Now that I know who it was. Lukey. I went with another, I'm not going to say clever, but I will say it is a play on words. Um, when here, because because this Drew, this Andrew. Um, this Drew? This Drew has surprising, surprisingly has emotions. I went with, and he's got feelings too. <laughs> what a shocker. Aww. I think it's funny. <clears throat> I think it's funny. I just kind of was really similar category. <laughs> um, I mean, this is definitely like guy cry f- fodder like he's supposed to be i mean which is which in some ways makes absolute sense like i'm sure that he was very upset when his brother um died for no reason whatsoever (laughs) and uh you know like an on-ramp for a good old guy cry so i called this but he's a jock so he's manly right Mm -hmm. so i called this friday night fights ing back tears oh nice I never understood Friday Night Lights uh, as a show. No, I mean neither. I think I watched like half an episode and was like, oh, I don't care about sports. <laughs> it's dumb. Yeah, but so many people like Football. who don't care about sports love it. It's just like soap opera garbage. I don't yeah. know. I don't like it. Hmm. 
You can find much better. So oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. Let's go crazy. That's not garbage, though. No, it's just soap opera. Yeah, it's great. It's just wonderful. That's high art. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I call Drew Torres a kind-hearted <laughs> <laughs> Uh I I was about to be like, you don't know that, but it does occur to me that the first line in his Wikipedia is like, he's dumb. <laughs> That's why. You know, I mean, my, only, yeah. my only beef is he's not all that kind. He he's does not abandon all that people. kind. Also, he's not that smart because his brain got all mushed up from all that mixed martial arts he does. I feel like I'm gonna punch. I'm gonna punch. I'm gonna punch for mine. Do I have brain damage? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna what was pitch your, for mine. What was yours again? Andy's got feelings too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, <laughs> yeah, somebody yeah. gives me credit for my brilliant Andrew yeah. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we all bow thank down. You, thank you. you. This yeah, is yeah. my list after all. Um, next on our list, hopping to the past and then the future, uh, Andrew Martin from the movie bicentennial man a movie that ugh we started watching once and mm-hmm. immediately fell asleep i i cannot it was so boring. i actually can't uh. i this is a thing that i hate i so i watch a fair amount of science fiction movies i like them mm-hmm. have a whole, whole podcast, podcast about them about yeah. them i and one of the things that will so first of all i have no problem if you're like this is a, especially if it's schlocky this is a science fiction movie that's set 1000 years in the future i think that's funny oh, yeah that's fine <laughs> I don't mind if it's like, uh, like it was long in the past, but everything's super sciency. Like that too, it's mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. What I hate and cannot abide, and will always call out on, is stories that are like, this is going to take place over two thousand years. I'm like, <laughs> simply no, you can't do that. You cannot do that. I hate this movie. I hate uh, IA. I actually hate I, or AI. AI. I really hate I, I, uh, AI. AI. Huh. <laughs> In artificial, really hate information architecture. Artificial intelligence. The, the movie, the, AI. the Stanley Kubrick movie that Steven Spielberg picked up after I, Kubrick died. <sighs> which actually makes a lot of sense when you think about oh, yeah, it. Oh, that is I exactly. Hate, I hate that movie. I yeah. hate Passengers, which also takes uh, place well, over thousands of years. Well, it's also like profoundly misogynist. Yes. I hate it. I, it's like the worst. Yeah. It is the worst. And that's all I have to say. Yeah. So um, I'll say a little more about this actual character. Um because I different. I mean, merely, merely like really hit like the key points there. But one thing that we have to note is that high level, he's a robot, becomes a person, blah blah blah, lives two hundred years. The thing that stuck out to me was that apparently, so he's owned by a family at the beginning, but then at the end, he falls in love with the granddaughter of the original daughter that family Weird. owned, the family that owned him. He's got a type. He's got a type, and it's a the, quarter his that age. That family. It's that family, and it's a quarter his age. No, that's. I mean, this is Hollywood. I. (laughs) That that's actually pretty old by the standards. Yeah. I I just. I know that like it's. We don't have the framework to judge what it's like to be two hundred years old. I just feel like at that point you can't date a thirty-year-old person. You can't. They do tell women to date men to date men that are four years older than them because that's how long it takes for them to. Yeah, be. they have they have that. I mean, if Congress says yeah. it's okay. Um, <laughs> this is also so. This actually has a lot more um, a lot more connection to um, AI than I thought it did. Oh, really? In that the reason AI sucks so much, mm-hmm. so much, is because it has this like weird. 
it can't like it doesn't modulate the emotions that they want you to have about the story well throughout. Mm-hmm. So you just fall into this deep, deep pit of despair you cannot clamber out of, <laughs> no matter how hard you try as a viewer. At least that is my experience watching the movie. And it's like not earned despair. You're just like, ugh. Like you just like feel you just like feel rotten. Like you just like drank a bunch of like bacon grease. Like it just feels bad. <laughs> and the reason for that, I think, is because you had Kubrick who had a definite vision, oh, yeah. and then you have uh, Spielberg, who also had a definite vision, and it's just a weird, gross mixture of the two of yeah, them. Yeah, both great directors, but, like, in total opposite ends of the spectrum. This one... Don't taste great yeah. together. This one has the wild combination of Isaac Asimov okay. and Chris Columbus. <laughs> like, oh, oh. that also does not make sense. I, You know, this is how bad my research was. I didn't realize that Chris Columbus, director of Home Alone, was the director of this movie. Yes. So Isaac Asimov, like, I, when I think about this story, I'm sure I would actually kind of like Bicentennial Man as an Isaac Asimov story. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I would. But those things do not <laughs> taste good together. Like, no, that's why this is weird and upsetting to watch. Yeah, give, I mean, Chris Columbus thrives in a very tight scenario. He also directed Adventures in Babysitting, or did he produce it? Um, you're really scooping my thing, which is... Oh, sorry. I'm not saying that Chris Columbus hasn't made anything relevant since 1993, <laughs> but I am saying that he was born in 1958. Oh. Um, oh, it comes he, back. Yeah, the last good thing he made was Mrs. Doubtfire, in my opinion. Oh, fair. He yeah. also directed the incredibly late, insane uh, movie version of Rent. <laughs> so. Ooh, oh, no. There you go. He... He uh, directed th- two or three of the Harry Potters. Oh, I didn't know that. I stand by my statement. <laughs> I, I was not. I'm just letting Standing you know. by my statement. <laughs> Defend your position. No. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me. How you... I'm sorry. Do you like that anti-trans <laughs> mess that is Harry Potter? Chris Columbus, how about you well, offend your position? It wasn't at the time. <laughs> It's only as time has gone on that we've known that J.K. Rowling is a shitbag. Yeah. Um, no, we should have known when we were reading it, and it, they were like, this is based on harmful racial stereotypes, and also there's a race of people that are slaves, and they love it. <laughs> ha ha! Isn't it funny that Hermione wants to free them? <laughs> no, she's always been a monster. What a dreamer. Yeah. Also, the fact yeah. that Harry Potter himself is like the epitome of white privilege. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. he just fails up constantly. Yeah. Fails up constantly. Also, his dad was a Mary, dick. I am aware of all of these things. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see those books from Hermione's perspective. <laughs> I would like to see those books made good. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I said from Hermione's perspective. <laughs> I don't know if that's like enough because it's like this weird like mixed metaphor about classism and racism. But then there's like all this stuff in there that, like, makes it really clear that, like, those things are fine. I don't know. Mm. My ire about Harry Potter has recently been reignited. Yeah. I think everyone's has, actually. Yeah. Uh, I went with Can Drew Attitude. This guy lives for 200 years. That's crazy. He becomes a human being. That's a boring movie, but that's wild. It's because of concept. So, for the same same reason, I called it Clever by Half. <laughs> he became a human being. <laughs> Half, half. Yeah. So he waits 200... So the story of Bicentennial Man is that he waits 200 years to be a recognized as a human being. Legally. He has emotions. Uh, and, like, organic body parts by the end of the movie. By the end of the movie. That he designed and made. Right, because he gives himself blood so that he can die. Yeah. Um, 
So he is a remove, which stands for it's slightly different this time. Oh, mm-hmm. Real excellent men outlive over outlive overwhelming bureaucracy. God damn it. God damn. Uh, yeah, lovely. okay, that's another one for Mary. Yeah. Since they <laughs> only make him a human as he is literally dying. Good. And then his wife is like, I'll see you soon. Implying that robots go to heaven. Yeah. Implying that there is a heaven at all. <laughs> also, like, did he, if he had not put the blood in his body, would he have lived forever? Yeah, that's the implication. So all the other robots going to live forever? Yeah, but good, that's why they that's good, why they can't be humans. Good for them. Why? What's so good about being a human? When you can be a, a robot who lives forever and replaces your yeah. Why or, can't yeah. you just be like? Why can't you just be like a something that is better than that, which you clearly yeah. are because you uh, can live aspire. forever. Yeah. Us? Yeah. Did you just whisper us uh, spider? Uh, no, I said a uh, spider. <laughs> do, do you think that? Sp- <laughs> do you think that spiders live forever? How many legs did, did Andrew Martin? I have? mean, Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> lived for like a hundred years. And, Andy Dufresne's noted most notable hero from his story, Spider. Spider Man. <laughs> Friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I just noticed on this uh, on Andrew Martin's page on the oh, Heroes yeah. Wiki. Uh, they have his powers slash skills as housekeeping and maintenance. <laughs> little Sorry, Miss. I just think that's funny. Little Miss. They didn't put in yeah, uh, uh, whittling because he can also oh, yeah. do that. And clock making. You know, mm-hmm. for for people who fell asleep during this movie, remember like weird amount of it. Maybe we didn't fall asleep. I know I've seen it like when I was like Maybe 15. we were just lulled. Like, uh, I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, Robin Williams plays Andrew Martin, by the also, way. Also, isn't it like 14 hours It's super long. long. Yeah, yeah. And boring. I assume this is uh, similar to a uh, National Treasure, where Mary just goes. Except, I except, finally uh, stayed away from uh, National Treasure. Except this is not good. Yeah. What did you think? I love. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it already. I just would always pass out after a, at uh, from laughter at the idea that <laughs> Nick Cage would ever wear anything from Urban Outfitters, which I stand and not by. Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. This movie is only 132 minutes long. <laughs> feels like twice. Two hours long. <laughs> Clever by half. Uh, <laughs> That's where your category applies. It feels yeah. like a million years. Yeah. I feel it like I've like, lived for uh, 200 years. years. <laughs> yes. Uh, so next on our list, um, I, you know, I didn't want to put a character from The Office on what? here. This is one of the better ones. But this ones. is one of the better ones. Andy Bernard. I do think, like, I, I'm a little bit tired of being with The Office. Yes. The one, one of the few shining lights that still keeps me, like, that I look back following on the show is the character of Andy Bernard because he accurately articulates a very specific aspect of office culture that had not really been articulated, at least, I think. At least initially. They kind of make him jump the shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole thing jumps the shark. But, like, the weird yeah. psychotic coworker who's, like, way too chipper, everyone hates that except for those guys who hate yeah. themselves. So I guess everyone does hate it. But, no, it's it's it was a very articulate and very, like, precise representation of, like, a very specific annoying thing. And, and it, that deserves deserves praise in its initial state. Um, anyway, I was a fictional character from The Office. He was a salesman. And um, he was on the show for a long time. His whole deal was that he desperately – he was, like, the person who came into the office and desperately wanted to be Michael Scott's friend when everyone else didn't want to be Michael uh-huh. Scott's friend and Michael Scott didn't want to be his friend because uh-huh. no one wants to be a member of a club that would have them. This reminds me of a guy that I see on LinkedIn all the time, name redacted. Um, I think it's a phenomenon I see on LinkedIn. I don't go to LinkedIn often because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> You're just hanging out on LinkedIn all <laughs> like, the time. like, let's pop open <laughs> the L-I. What's, what's cracking business connections? Um 
I think that my I noticed... profile is one hundred percent done. <laughs> mine, mine isn't. Sorry, no, mine Sorry, is not. Uh, Absolutely my, not. My photo hasn't been updated since I was twenty-seven years old either, so I should probably change that well, at some point. Somebody recently called. Somebody recently called me out for using an old oh, no. picture, and I was like, "I don't give a shit. I'm going to be twenty-three yeah, I'm not, forever." I'm not giving another photo taken on LinkedIn. That's weird. Did you man. report them? That's creeps. to the authorities. No, for being it was creeps. <laughs> No, it was a joke. He he was uh, uh it's a thing. He he's the damn librarian who and he came across that picture. Uh, and so he was looking me up to add me on LinkedIn and it was the same picture. Uh, That's why. Oh. Well, LinkedIn. Also, I want to be like, you should delete that picture. Yeah, that's system. weird. That's, that's fucked weird. up. I worked there like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a, how'd you classify that? Um how did you categorize me? Shoe on the Tex, other foot. Yeah. That's not, again, what? What the hell? <laughs> shoe on the yeah, foot? Shoe on the other foot. That's not. It's almost a saying. It's almost. It's, it's really close. I feel like you could get away with that. Like, if you said that with with um, conviction in a meeting, people would be like, shoe on the other foot. <laughs> I think what I've got the make this episode is, has the makings of a bad coffee table book. A- Andrew's axioms. Just <laughs> yep. Nonsense statements I said very confidently <laughs> that immediately regretted in one episode of the show. Anyway, so like this guy, this thing on LinkedIn where you see, like, people who are, like, 24-year-old CEOs of small companies being, like, posting videos saying the same, like, Shit. It's like, my advice to you. Hey, 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 friends. My advice, smile. People like it when people smile. It's like, oh, this is just like a network where people share uh, share pro tips to not look like a sociopath. And that is Andy Bernard. That's Man. what I, that's why I respect. It's the first time Andrew's ever been told how to smile. <laughs> I'm not great at smiling. That must be a nice life being a man. Oh, mm, touche, touche. <laughs> um... I actually, I wasn't told the broad advice was broadcast the broad to the LinkedIn letter. community that if you smile, you look like a human, which is not a very nice way of putting it. And also, yikes. So for mine, for Andy Bernard, I came up with uh, the category because he, he, his intentions never really align with his results. I came with the uh, with the, he drew the wrong conclusions. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I'm just very impressed you came up with all this, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is there like a weird Andrew pun website somewhere? I mean, there the probably internet? is, but not. These are all these are all 100 uh, original <laughs> pieces of my clearly brilliant. Cle- <laughs> this is my art. I don't have to explain it to you. <laughs> I wasn't. Oh, uh, have you ever seen Empire Records? We all interpreted our own way. No, 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 that's uh, Empire Records. I don't explain my art to you, Warren, as he makes terrible art. Um, <laughs> Thomas, I, I, it's not a famous quote. Thomas and I just quote it to each other all the time because it's like perfectly encapsulates <laughs> that kind of person. It's my art. I don't have to explain it to you, Warren. Mm. Um, he, his art is in that case uh, hot gluing um, bottle caps to a coffee table. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Andy Bernard. I mean, he's basically like the office whipping boy. Like, they just, like, beat him up and we laugh because he's not a very likable person, but he's also, like, pathetic. And we should feel sorry for him, but we don't. So, Smokey and the Brothers Gims, bandit. Mm-hmm. Harder he cries, the harder we laugh. Uh, I shamefully accidentally left this one blank. Oh no! <laughs> As pr- in protest, so <laughs> my bad. 
I, I think it's got to be you, Andrew. Oh, thank you, Come thank on. you. I drew Come the. On. I drew Trivial. the. It's got to right be you. Drew the right conclusion. It's time. Yes. Um, penultimate Andrew on this list of randomly <laughs> random. Kind of famous fictional Andrews. And this is probably the only one I could actually talk ah, about. Well, <laughs> this the, is what I'm the most familiar with. The floor with. will be both of yours because this yeah. is the one I can talk not the least about. I think that American goes to Drew Torres. I've seen it, but I don't have a lot of opinions about it. Andrew oh. Clark uh, from Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah. From Breakfast Club. From Breakfast Club. From the Breast Club. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a different pair, a unique, interesting parody of the Breakfast Club. That's a different pair, if you know what Mari I mean. Ring, Molly Ringwald. Whoa. Sorry. That's the first one I could go with. What's I, a ring job? It's not, not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't Google that. Don't I mean, Google I'm sure that. someone has made up something for it to be, but that is not a thing, my friend. Ali Shady. Allie, <laughs> That's not even clever. I think you can actually just say Ali Seedy. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel bad about that for some reason. I feel like she doesn't deserve to be... Neither of those women deserve to be mocked. Yeah, I don't think you should publish I, this. No, I... Uh, <laughs> the whole episode. Damn. Broken now. <laughs> I ruined my special episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Of I ruined my special episode. Oh no, that's so sad. I drew the wrong conclusions. Oh, no. wah, wah. Wah, wah. I ruined anyway. my special episode. That's the saddest, cutest thing of all time. Andrew Clark. <laughs> Andrew Clark was a—he was the jock from the Breakfast Club. Who has feelings? Yeah. Played by who? Played by who? Emilio Estevez. Emilio! Emilio! The most... (laughs) (laughs) This plus the Mighty Ducks makes me think, did people think he looked athletic? (laughs) 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 And like in imposing, hulking form. Emilio Estevez is a slight man, no? Yeah. I think (laughs) so. Like a little wisp of a gentleman. Yeah. Remember how creepy his character is in St. Almost Fiber? Yes, I do. That's like that weird thing with two, uh, two. Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. Yeah. Where it's just like he's like a creepy a law student who's like stalking a doctor. We're supposed to be like, what a charmer, what a what a what a charming, handsome young man who kisses her at the end, then like drives away screaming. Yeah. (laughs) Like ah. (laughs) Like that's that's manic a manic episode. I I think he uh, I think he's bipolar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's put them in in a sports movie. Man, I love St. Elmo's Fire, though. That's a great movie, yeah. It's, like, the perfect movie of, like, of like mid-20s. I'd say it's peak Rob Lowe, too. It's perfect Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah. Rob Lowe has never been more of himself or anybody else. Demi Moore's apartment in that is, like, Demi Moore masterful. is also really good in it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also, um, oh, man, what's, uh, Andrew McCarthy is the most him that he's ever been <laughs> yeah. in any role ever. Yeah. Uh, so, of note, the Breakfast Club, a bunch of kids from every 80s teen clique are trapped in Saturday detention for various reasons. Andrew's there because he taped Larry Lester's butt cheeks together with most of his hair and some skin removed when they removed the tape. That's... So right. dark. Yes. That is a soft. a sex crime. How yes. do you oh think he did that? Sure did. I mean, like... Do you think he just, like, put tape across the guy's butt? Prob- tape your butt cheeks together. I'm guessing it's more of, like, a, like a per- it like perpendicular... A double, was it, like, a double-sided move? tape situation? <laughs> I, I was thinking more of, like, sort of, like, a horizontal line of duct tape across the cheeks, pinning them together. I 
I think I always imagined it would go around in the oh. front too, but it it must not. It could though. It could. Th- we would have buried the lead. Yeah. yeah. Then it would yeah. be like I taped his dick. <laughs> I yeah. put tape around his dick. Uh, but I guess you could also do like a vertical if you really want to seal up, <laughs> seal up shop. You could well, start, maybe it's like start maybe the base of the like, spy and go around to the taint. Maybe it's like shipping a box. Yeah. Vertical and horizontal. <laughs> Just cross. <laughs> you got to do it. Yep. Mm, and mm, then mm. and then also like seal up the ends. Oh my god. Oof. Yep. I have a I have a line of dialogue from So why is why does Andrew Clark do what he does cuz he is a bad dad? Mm. And Andrew Clark has says this is a quote from Andrew Clark paraphrasing his dad. You got to be number 1. I won't tolerate any losers in this family. Your intensity is for shit. Win, 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 you son of a bitch. Then he says, you know, sometimes I wish my knee would give. This is him being him, not him being his dad. And then I wouldn't be able to wrestle anymore. And then he could forget all about me. It's a guy cry. Oh, guy cry. (laughs) Not to say that people who have bad parents don't deserve trauma. They absolutely do. They absolutely do. This is like a level of bad dad. I feel like The Breakfast Club takes bad dads and turns them all the way to 11. Oh, yeah. Like, Judd Nelson doesn't yeah. just have, like, a bad stepdad. He has a bad stepdad that puts his cigarettes out on Judd Nelson. Yeah. Anthony, Andrew Clark doesn't have a bad dad who just, like, yells at him to, like, get him, like, pumped up and, like, very aggro. He is a dad that literally says your intensity is for shit. <laughs> shit. Andrew Clark... Andrew Clark goes to night, uh, goes to sleep at night with his feet perm- firmly pressed heavenward, praying for an injury, <laughs> so his dad will leave him alone. Oh my god! Uh. He wishes he only had one life. Yeah, <laughs> but well, then, but but then you, how could he pray? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is wrestling mostly arms or legs? It was a question. I think I it's mean, both for an octopus. <laughs> maybe, maybe he would want like one arm, one arm gone, one leg gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I love, like, because of the places that you can famously go doing high school wrestling. <laughs> For real. Yeah, all well, those wrestling scholarships you hear about. Though it's fair, though, that feels like kind of the kind of sport they'd be like, <laughs> a wrestling, come to Harvard, boy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, Anthony Michael Hall also has a bad dad in that his crime yeah. is bringing a gun to school. A flare gun. A flare gun. Which is not as funny as nope. it was in the eighties. No, like, which is no. like the entire like Jean Hughes, Jean, Jean, Jean Hughes, Hughes. <laughs> Jonathan Hughes, <laughs> the Jean Hughes. <laughs> that's not even that's not even a joke. Um, what's Molly Ri- Molly Ringwald is just like being popular is hard. Yeah, and, and Alex Sheedy's yeah. like I just I'm just like a goth. <laughs> yeah. But then they then they deal. make her beautiful. No, she's a compulsive uh, liar. Oh. oh, that's right. Yeah. And she also throws that baloney up on the sculpture. So she's also <laughs> she Which? so she also defaces public art. <laughs> yeah. She'd be the one pulling down statues <laughs> right <Good>. now. <laughs> uh, I went with Andy's got feelings too. Yeah. Yep. Uh Friday night fight sing back tears. Mm-hmm. 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 He's a kind-hearted simpleton. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, except for you know, the bullying, the sexual assault. But, you know, yeah, other yeah. than that. He's a simpleton. Um, I think I'm going to point towards Mary. Mm, I think Mary is. Because he's the yeah. athlete, so you yeah. have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Even though he just wrestled, he doesn't play football. Oof. Maybe they originally were like, he'll be a football <laughs> player, and then they cast, <laughs> they cast to be like us, and they were like, uh, wrestling. <laughs> Debate. Jockey? Jockey? <laughs> jockey? I'm the captain of my team. <laughs> I suppose jockey club? <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. That's very funny. Oh, all right, so we're the last one. We're wrapping up with the worst fictional Andrew. Andrew Largeman from the film Garden State, the movie that taught all millennials that they have terrible taste in movies when they were 19 years old. Yeah. Yep. Garden State. They yeah. drew first blood. They, yeah. Uh, and what's even to be said? I mean, this is the movie that basically like made us wake up and realize that maybe we shouldn't romanticize like mental illness. It's not like a quirky, sexy thing. It's like a thing that you should be mindful of and take care of because it <laughs> was just so over the top and like. This was like at a different. This was at a weird, like t- turning point. I think where we were just being like, no, you know, mental illness. Like, you should you should go see somebody. That's like an illness, and yeah. you should get medicine and help. Like yeah. that's great. It was like just before that was like standard, and right after all of those like '90s and oddies bands were just being like, I'm not taking any depressants because I'm I'm it's my feelings, man. <laughs> Because I, it, it makes nothing yeah. feel. Yeah. Don't I, numb me up, man. And you're like, no, we just like want you to feel better. You know what I say to that? Sometimes I just make funny noises. <laughs> Is that from this? Yeah, that's what Natalie Portman's like. One of her first interactions after you learn she has a helmet she wears because uh, she has seizures. She has epilepsy. Yeah. Yeah. Did they think that having epilepsy also? This movie, it, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. No, Is it? no, oh, no, no. It can't be good. no, it's, no. Right? I remember it's it not It's kind of funny good. in the okay. scene where he wears a shirt that's the same pattern as that the wallpaper. That is by far the best part. And also, I like... Everything else is garbage. I like Natalie Portman's uh, incredibly quirky, but it is charming, elaborate dollhouse hamster tube situation. Oh, her, I forgot about in that. Room. That is... I do like, too. Yeah. It's kind of a beautiful movie. Like, it's pretty. It's well shot. Um, yeah. From what I recall. I'm, I'm still tired of people talking about the soundtrack. It was just the shins. The shins were fine. Yeah. It also won a Grammy for its compilation soundtrack. That's like, that's the ultimate white dude accomplishment. I mean, like, my, my mixtape won a Grammy. That's literally what happened. My playlist won a Grammy. Yeah, you know, let me point you to my playlist. Bells, 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 you heard of it? It's the only thing on there. Where's my Grammy? Garden Andrew State. Largeman <laughs> is a drag race grand finale in human form. It is the worst part. Yes of anything else to do with this. He is the worst part of Garden State. Personally, I think he drew the wrong conclusions. <laughs> How so? Because he sucks. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Everything, every decision, I don't know, everything about this movie. I mean, really, I guess really, it's unfair because I'm talking about Zach Braff, not Andrew Largeman. I called this, uh, how do you know a pun is mature, fully grown. <laughs> Once when we watched him grow up to fully grown. Yeah, <laughs> it's that one. That's, that's, that's my favorite. It's that one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this movie has one big groan. Boo! Uh, Boo! Garden State. Boo! I just like. I feel like I don't know the 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 rate with. Which, I remember this is the time I worked in a, like an indie movie theater. This time, brag. Um, and <laughs> I had a cool job. No, had a cool job. No, no, no. Um, and this is the same year that like Napoleon Dynamite came out. Oh. So all of the movies Ugh. that didn't age well <laughs> popped off at, like, a six-month period, and it was really rough. Yeah. Oh. Well, guys, we did it for me. 
Yay! Yay, yay Andrew! Your special episode. <laughs> my special I guess episode. technically, yay Andrew's parents. Thanks for naming him that. Yeah, good but job, only, guys. But only kind of. Mm-hmm. Shh, secrets. Your middle name. It's put. It's, my middle name is my main name. I'm a maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> um, as always, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, if you like what you hear, give us a rating. Outrageous.